0: Listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture
1: and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara, And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about bookmarks. We've talked about them before. We have other things to say. We're doing a deep dive into bookmarks, but first. Deep dive into bookmarks. (laughs) Just what you needed if you thought this show was cool today's the day you learn it's not <laughs> i don't know i feel like after
0: the snack episode really things have gone to- <laughs> maybe it's after the bird books episode things, have kind of things gone went downhill, downhill. <laughs> before us, what are you reading bria
1: i have to talk about a book that i read that i just thought was fantastic it's a book it's a graphic novel called count crowley reluctant midnight monster hunter by david dest melchin um David is a, uh actor who you might know from a number of movies where he plays a spooky, creepy, bad guy. He always <laughs> seems to be playing hey, a bad guy. Yeah, a spooky, creepy, bad guy. Call David Um He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's a great actor. But he wrote this book um, called Count Crowley that just really blew me away. Um, it came out this year. The art is done by Lucas Kettner. And um, I think our listeners would really enjoy it because it is about... Um, a uh, um, a woman who ends up in like she's an alcoholic and has all these problems and um, it was working as um a journalist at her local TV station and through a series of events ends up uh, hosting this nightly like creature feature thing and she has to like dress up for it and it's like embarrassing and she doesn't want to do it you know where it's like one of those sort of like Elvira situations right and then what she discovers is that the person who was hosting it before her, Count Crowley, is this appointed hunter of monsters and monsters are real, which is a similar, obviously, arc to the book I wrote. Um, and basically, she has to, like, figure out what to do now that she's in charge of this, like, nightly movie night on, on cable access kind of thing, um, but also has to deal with the fact that monsters exist and this is like um i read the collection of four there were four um books that came out on dark horse and this are four individual issues so this is the trade that i think probably just came out but it's really great the art is really cool and it also um i think it's really good for those who are looking for a halloweenish book a spooky halloweenish book um who are kind of scaredy cats because it's not super scary but it has like fun throwback stuff that i think people would really like um you know, like like that late night, you know, like uh, like local horror host kind of thing is really funny to me. And I think that this really captures that really well. Um, what are you reading, Mallory? I well, f- several
0: things. One, I'm excited because I had to look this up and I was like, this guy sounds familiar. It's because he was in Twin Peaks. Oh so yeah. Anybody who Twin was Pe- ever in Twin Peaks, I'm like, OK, yeah, and you, was,
1: you would love this book, Mallory. It's, it's right. It's totally up your alley. I well I'm looking at it and I'm excited because she's holding a bottle of bourbon on the cover. Yes, well she is an alcoholic. Um so there is Oh a- well okay <laughs> she's there you an alcoholic, go. she's kinda surly, but then she has to like figure out this 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 uh this monster issue. You would just really, really dig it, I think. Um yeah. Yeah, you're so, right. He is he is an uh twin peaks. I forgot about that
0: um and it's funny so often you and i are reading similar things when we talk about them on the show because oh, right. uh, i am also reading a spooky graphic novel but this one is ya um and it is uh also really great for folks who are want some halloween times in their lives but are not ready for super scary it's called mason mooney paranormal investigator by sierra miller and the art is amazing i literally we, we were going to pick up comics the other day and I just picked this up off of the new release shelf because I was like this looks amazing I don't need to know anything about it um it's about this uh, small town called Grimbrook and like all a bunch of spooky things happen in this town. And the main character is this teenage boy named Mason Mooney and he is a paranormal investigator. He thinks he is the number one in the town, um, but he's not. There is a competing paranormal investigative group uh, that has their own TV show of, of like sexy teens and he hates them very, very much because he's not part of them <laughs> and he resents them for being... Hands them in having their own TV show. Um, but so when he gets a, a letter from uh, a woman, a, a girl in the town who is being plagued uh, by a ghost in her house, he goes to help her out. Um, and it is, it is truly so funny and adorable okay. it was like the kind of graphic novel that i kept showing jeremy panels of it because i was like look how cute this is look how funny this is it's just so much fun The again the art is really really beautiful and it's the first one of a series which i'm really really excited about uh so it, if you were looking for something for for you or your kids that's just like it like there's all kinds of spooky cool stuff and like in the background because he's a monster hunter there's like pictures of like Bigfoot memorabilia and aliens and stuff that he, that like in one of the things in the, in the story is that he, to be braver because he's, Kind of a baby, he had a witch curse him, so uh, he holds he carries heart around in a jar, so he won't be scared. So his heart's not connected to him. Oh, but his I love heart, that. His heart is kind of like his like it's like a buddy cop because whenever he's doing something stupid or, or mean, his heart starts thumping, and he's like, "Shut up, I'm trying to investigate." It's oh, really good. adorable. It's so much fun. So that's ba- Mason Mooney, paranormal
1: investigator by Sierra Miller, <laughs> and mine's Count Crowley, reluctant midnight monster hunter by David Desmelchen, um, the art's by Lucas get investigate those monsters
0: um, so we have some follow-up we love when when, when folks uh reach out and, and give us some follow-up on feedback so if you remember jennifer asked us a question a few weeks ago she had done one of those like oh they folks um wrap up a book and you can't see the cover and you have to buy it and it's like a it's like an unknown date with a book um and She opened up hers and got an arc. Right, right. And was like feeling very conflicted about spending money on in the in the store selling it to her. So we got some feedback. Uh, we have some follow-up. So Jennifer says, I wanted to give you an update on the question you featured on episode 173 about my buying an ARC accidentally through a, a blind date with a book display. Some, in, some background information. One, the bookstore sells new books only, not used. Two, I reached out to the bookstore and all the money from the, from the uh, ARC selling displays, like the, the unknown date with a book thing, uh, goes directly to their Literary Co- Coalition nonprofit, not to operating funds for the store. So it yeah, is going directly cool. to support the literary community. Um, which... So first off, that's awesome. Honestly, that's kind of a really knowing that. How cool is that for a book to help raise money for a nonprofit by selling off their arcs? That's yeah, I that that's I think is really really fun and really really cute. Um, Problem for Jennifer is Jennifer says, I unfortunately did not like the book. However, thanks to another one of your episodes a while back, I realized that it's not because it's a bad book, but because it's a genre that I'm not particularly fond of. So in that spirit, I did give it a good rating in a review, hoping it compares, uh, a review that compares it to similar books in that same genre, hopefully, hopefully leading readers to the right book. Thank you for featuring my question. It truly did help me feel better by giving me real advice that I actually took. You've absolved my book guilt. Hooray. Yay. One, I'm glad that Jennifer has no more book guilt because like we said before, it this was not her fault, but I'm also really glad that she took our advice, emailed the store to find out what was actually going on and to find out all this money is going to a literary nonprofit. That is awesome. It is so, so great. And uh, I think that is a fun thing for bookstores to do. But again, folks, if you are in similar situations, there's no, there's no problem to reach out and ask. And most of the time you'll, you'll, get, you'll get your answers. You'll figure things out.
1: Um, And Emma wrote in uh, about a cool virtual book event, which we talked about book events, virtual book events events last week. Last week, maybe? Who could say? Um, Yes.
0: And I want to say thank you because some of the folks... uh, that our reading glasses listen- listeners came to my vir- my virtual Disney event and it was yeah, really really fun.
1: Fun. Um, so Emma wrote in and said, "I just wanted to share in a cool virtual book uh, v- virtual event series that I think readers of the show might be interested in. It's called the Short Story Club, and every month or so they have an author, typically one who writes speculative fiction, do a virtual Q and A with readers about one of their short stories." Tickets range in price from free to pay what you want donation that supports an indie bookstore in San Francisco. The link to their website, which we'll link to, is shortstory.club, um, which sounds really cool. That sounds awesome.
0: And then Kelly wrote in with a wheelhouse, which is Alice in Wonderland retellings, which I also really like. They're all they're really really fun. Uh, underwater horror, especially if there are mermaids. Mm. Uh, f- Fairy stories where the fairies are very dark and strange. Nonfiction books about Shakespeare's first folio. This is such a specific wheelhouse and I love it. Uh, <laughs> fiction books where the characters love and or perform Shakespeare plays. Uh, books about 18th century exploration in Alaska, wow. both fiction and nonfiction. Uh Books where everything in the story seems to dismiss any proof of magic, and yet you still can't help believe what's happening is magic. Uh, The Snow Child is one of these books. And finally, Anything Written or Recommended by Neil Gaiman. Nice. I love a specific wheelhouse. (laughs) So good. So good. This one's great. Uh, So we have have a few bookmarks. So if you have seen on our Twitter or our Instagram, the incredible artist uh, Samantha Ralph Uh, reached out to us because she had done this great fan art that features me and Bria as like religious icons. Uh, I am holding a a book and a a hot Cheeto between two chopsticks and Bria is holding a e-reader and a bar of chocolate and she tagged us in it and it's like some of the best fan art we've ever gotten. We immediately fell in love with it Um, and so we Asked her if she would put it up on Redbubble for people to to buy, and she did. So uh, we'll link to it in the show notes. So and she's Identigeek on Instagram and Twitter, um, and her her art is amazing. So you can get it on um, on cards on t-shirts on magnets Uh, i got the magnet and i got the cards for us so when you if you win the reading glasses challenge this year and get the chipotle gift card you will be getting uh your gift card in one of these uh greeting cards with this art on it it says thou art absolved of one's book guilt it is so adorable it's just so cool i like I was so excited about it and I'm so happy that, fo- and just so folks know, we don't get any benefit from this. We get no profit profit from this. We are not, in, this is not official reading glasses merch, but we, we love it and we wanted our uh fans and listeners to be
1: able to buy it and support this wonderful artist that we that we love, Samantha Ralph. Just so you know, you can get the art on anything. You can't, not just bookmarks and magnets, you can get us on pillows. You can get us on little pieces of glass. You can get us on stickers. Uh, so there's all sorts of fun stuff. So if your friends are a fan of the show and you're looking for a gift or um, just if you want, you know, a little sticker to put on your journal or on your your anything, I think I'm, I'm going to get one for my Kindle because I think that would be really cute to have. It's like a little thing of both. Both of us on our Kindle, my Kindle. Um, but yeah, it's a really cool thing. And um, it's, it's nice to support artists out there who are doing good work.
0: Yeah, we've already started getting tagged in folks who um, who have gotten t-shirts and stuff. And it, the art just, it looks so cool. I, I, I think it's cute if you need a reminder to not be guilty about anything with your reading or about dumping books or anything. This is a really cute thing to have. And yeah, Samantha did an incredible job. And we also want to remind folks about our our, our uh, affiliation with Libro FM. If you are a big audiobook person and you're looking for a new place to get your audiobooks from that actually directly supports indie bookstores and your local bookstore we have partnered up with Liberal fm we absolutely adore them getting us getting a membership with them is the best thing that you can do if you're an audiobook fan you get to choose from more than 150 thousand audiobooks new york times bestsellers recommendations from booksellers around the country we know a lot of folks uh, who write in they're like oh i'm a big audiobook fan but i also want to support indies like i don't know what to do here this is it this is what you do you get a Libro fm membership um and and all the prices of the audiobooks are are comparable to prices at other large audiobook companies whose name we can't uh can't say but this one actually will support your local bookstore, uh, and if you're new to audiobooks and you've been looking to get into them, this is the perfect way to get more books into your life. Both me and Bria have start, have re- do audiobooks when we're walking or um, or exercising or going around the house. It's like the best way to get some extra extra book time in your life. And I love doing audiobooks when I'm like in the shower or doing yoga or doing or like cleaning the toilet because it. Makes
1: everything slightly it better. Makes it sound like you have so many toilets when you said that. I'm like, how many? <laughs> Time toilets? to clean my ten toilets. That <laughs> like, I how have long my- does that take you? <laughs> well, I mean, like cleaning the bathroom. I see. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we have a link. We have a special reading glasses link, which is Libro.fm.com/glasses. I believe. Yes,
0: and, if, and if, if you're a Reading Glasses listener and you go, you use our membership link, you get a two-month audiobook membership for the price of one month, which is awesome. Yeah. Just go to Libro.fm and enter code GLASSES. You know the code. Mm-hmm. We, ta- we say it all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and so with every audiobook, you get, you get an audiobook at the same price you would get it anywhere else, but you get to support your local bookstore. It's awesome. We absolutely adore Libro.fm. So that's Libro.fm, code GLASSES. So you can always email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. Before we talk about bookmarks, we're going to take a quick break. This week, Reading Glasses is sponsored in part by Kitty Poo Club. Bria,
1: what is the worst part of having a cat? (laughs) I don't even think you have to ask that question. Everyone knows that the worst part of having a cat is cleaning the stupid litter box.
0: (laughs) Yes. And we all know that litter boxes, you know, the plastic ones, they get kind of gross after a while. They get kind of smelly because, you know, your cats are using them all the time. Of course, it makes sense. Uh, So if you love having your cat around, but you don't love being around a litter box, especially since we're all home 24-7, 365, we basically just never have left the house. You are trapped in there with your litter box. Kitty Poo Club is here to help.
1: Every month, Kitty Poo Club delivers an affordable, high-quality, recyclable litter box that's pre-filled with the litter of your choice. these boxes are
0: absolutely amazing they are leak proof they are eco-friendly and they the thing that got me most excited because I didn't even know this before we got them was they have a fun design for every season so we got our uh, our litter boxes I I opened it up Sailor and Lula were clearly very interested because it was just a box that was being opened but they got really excited uh, and I got really excited so we opened it up and it was all patterned for it looks like like an autumn hayride. so there was like pumpkins all over it so I immediately fell in love I was so excited It was really easy to set up. It's all made out of cardboard. We got the soy, organic, like clumpable litter, super easy to put together, dump the litter in. And I will say immediately, Sailor got in there and peed. He was very excited. He is a really big cat. So, you know, sometimes I have to worry with litter boxes that he won't be able to fit in there because he's just a large lad, but... He fit in there perfectly. They have been using it a ton. The odor control is really great. It's in our living room right now. It is so cute. I'm just like, every time they go pee in there, I'm like, oh, it's like they're on a little autumn hayride. It's so cute, (laughs) which probably really creeps Sailor and Lula out, but I think it's adorable.
1: (laughs) And when the month is up, you just recycle the box, and the Kitty Poo Club will automatically deliver a new one to you. There's no changing used litter and no more cleaning the box. I will say... We have to clean our plastic litter box a lot, um, even though we only one cat uses the box. Our cat Malachi is a majestic being, but he is <laughs> he has the smelliest pee of any cat I've ever met. <laughs> and you have to we have to clean it all of the time and change out the litter all the time and do a full out take it outdoor scrub down clean because the box starts to smell bad. So this is yeah. like the perfect solution. If you have this problem, but also for any cat. I think it's an amazing use of the postal service and the delivery system of uh, that we have now. Like, why has this not been invented before? This is an amazing idea.
0: It truly is genius. So in the whole, again, the whole thing is, is eco-friendly and imagine you just get to like toss it at the end of the month and get Ugh. a new litter box. It is, I, I'm just like Every once in a while, you see an idea and your mind is just blown. You're like, this solves so many problems. Kitty Poo Club is that. I love it so, so much. And right now, Kitty Poo Club is offering 20% off your first order when you set up auto ship by going to kittypooclub.com and entering promo code GLASSES. So you just go to kittypooclub.com, enter promo code GLASSES, and you'll get 20% off when you first set up auto ship. So you will start getting one of these litter boxes that's, I mean, it took us less than five minutes to set it up. Really, really. Really easy. It's something that is. It solves so many problems in your home. It looks really cute. It's better for the environment. It's just. It. It, it truly is absolutely wonderful and, and I mean you can ask Sailor and Lula they really like it they immediately started using it you know how sometimes cats are like oh new litter I don't know what that is I'm kind of nervous about it no they immediately were like let me pee in that box <laughs> let me get on that autumn hayride <laughs> let me get in there and pee so you just go to kittypooclub.com and go and enter promo code glasses at checkout for 20% off
1: glasses, glasses. Are you feeling elevated levels of anxiety? Do you quake uncontrollably, even thinking about watching cable news? Do you have disturbing nightmares, only to realize it's two in the afternoon and you're up? If you've experienced one or more of these symptoms, you may have FNO, news overload. Fortunately, there's treatment. Hi, I'm Dave Holmes, host of Troubled Waters. Troubled Waters helps fight FNO. That's because Troubled Waters stimulates your joy zone. On Troubled Waters, two comedians will battle one another for pop culture supremacy. So join me, Dave Holmes, for two, two, two doses of Troubled Waters a month. The cure for your news overload. Available on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: week It's all about bookmarks, which is a highly contentious area of reading life. How do you mark your place? you use fancy bookmarks, scraps of paper, random objects? Is dog earring really such a big deal? We are delving into this very personal, very uh, very individual part of reading. I feel like everyone has their own individual bookmark style.
1: Yeah, and we did a little, uh, we did a survey on this about a year ago or so, and it was amazing that most people were like, scraps of paper. That was like the big winner, as I remember Yeah.
0: Yes, and people have really strong opinions on, on dog earring. But first off, Bria, I have to ask a question that has been bothering me for a very long time, and I it, I can't, have never been able to figure out. So as an e-reader, there's that little ribbon bookmark yeah, thing on bookmark. Kindle. Do you use it? Does it matter?
1: No, I don't, and I don't know anybody else who does, but maybe people do. Write in if you do. Um, it, it can, like, maybe hold your place. I don't know why you need that because here's the thing. Kindle, when you turn off your Kindle or close your book even and go to another book, it holds your place. So anytime you open that book back up, it opens right back to where you were reading. So unless you're going back and forth, that would, I think, be a good use of that bookmark. Like, let's say you're reading a choose-your-own-adventure and you need to mark right before you're about to make a big, big decision. And then you're like, I, if I die, I'm going to go back to this one spot. That's Do I go do in the big... cave or in the woods? I and don't you know. cave, but you're like, maybe it's woods. And then mark that place so you can always Go back. So if you die, you can you can you can figure it out. Um, but no, and 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 the weird thing about Kindle, it even saves it across platforms. So like my phone has the same. If I open it up, it's exactly where I left it. Um, the only problem with this feature, I would say, is that because I never close my books, I never know the title or the author that I'm reading. Mallory can attest to that because <laughs> uh, at the beginning of every show, I'm like, what am I reading? Um, but no, I don't use it. I'm sure some people have other uses for it. I, I just have never used. You just don't need it. It's not. You don't use it. If you are a Kindle bookmark user, please write in. Yeah. and tell us why you use that. <laughs> yeah. Um. What. What about you? You. You love a bookmark. You have a scabbard of bookmarks. Is it called a scabbard? I, uh- yes
0: uh actually it's too big for that now so i just have too bad
1: too big in that you have too many bookmarks
0: i have so yeah well because when i moved in with jeremy we consolidated our bookmark collection so there's so many bookmarks in this home we just have them all stuffed into a mug that we put on the shelf in the the library we have a lot so yeah i i do use actual bookmarks um But I've had to cultivate this habit uh, because – so a long time on the show we talked about how, uh, you know, like reader traveling. And I talked about how I like to collect bookmarks from bookstores that I visit all over the world. Man, you remember going all over the world and getting to go to bookstores? What? A faraway dream. Uh, So I have this huge collection of really cool bookmarks. And Jeremy has a ton of bookmarks. um, And I had to kind of like force myself to start using them. I'm actually, I'm a scraps of paper person. I think most Mm. people are a scraps of paper person. Um, But so I usually try to pick a bookmark where the colors match the cover of the book that I'm reading. Um, I just, before I would just grab whatever was around, you know, like receipts, scraps of paper, post-its. But I have, I do have a quirk where I like to make sure I use the same bookmark for the whole book mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like I, if once i've once I have chosen it's like uh it's like imprinting, you know once I've chosen something for that book, even if it is a scrap of paper, that little crusty old receipt has to be the same bookmark through the entire book Interesting.
1: I, uh, I use i sometimes will i just like will put like a pencil in there and I've been known <laughs> what I've been known to like Literally, if I'm reading next to my bed, I, my e-reader is always there. But if I'm reading a physical book, I'll put the e-reader in the physical book <laughs> where because I, I can't figure out what to put into the physical book to keep my place. I've done that quite a few times.
0: So whatever's please take, there, please take a picture the next time you do that. That yeah, is a very book funny a book to
1: marked me. with a book. That is extremely. I funny use a book for a bookmark. That's how many books. That's how bookish I am. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, yeah, that's
0: fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh my where's my e reader? Oh, it's in another book. <laughs> it's in a book. <laughs> um, so when you do uh read physical books and comics besides your e reader or a pencil, what do you use for a bookmark?
1: Uh just a scrap of paper also or like I love flying I used to use my plane ticket stub oh I I do love that if I didn't use my like you know my phone for the plane ticket everything's going digital there's not going to be as many scraps of paper which I guess is probably good for the world but bad for those of us who don't have a scabbard of bookmarks Um, (laughs) a mug of bookmarks ready to go Uh, a hot uh, mug of bookmarks ready (laughs) to go a hot mug of bookmarks mmm I can't start (laughs) my day until I have my hot mug of bookmarks (laughs) in the morning (laughs) Give me a full mug of bookmarks or don't talk to me.
0: Um, (laughs) Don't talk to me till I've had my full mug. (laughs) That's what it
1: is. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but again, pencil, random shit. The thing about a a comic, like an individual comic, because I'm just going to read that in one go. And a graphic novel. I'm not gonna read it in one go, but I probably will read it pretty quickly. So it's like I can probably figure out where I was. Like I can read over the course of like two days or something. But yeah, I, I I'm I'm really haphazard with this kind of thing. Whatever is there. Actually I know there's a book sitting on my dining room table right now that has is marked with a knife. Because I was like reading Holy it. shit. Not like a big knife, just like a you know, like a Not a knife. big knife, just a little knife. I is can that- t- <laughs>
0: Just a so when you're walking um, out at night, if someone get, if someone sneaks up on you, you could be like, like <laughs> watch out, watch I, out. Like I was just like
1: because it was like there and I couldn't find anything to mark it with, and I stuck a knife in there. So that's like what like like the leader
0: of an of like a of like the Lost Boys would do, <laughs> like some kind of gang, like with like with a cigarette behind your ear and a knife stuck in your book, yeah. like. <laughs>
1: What? <laughs> what about you? What about uh, Do you, are there rules for bookmarks? Do You dog ear? Are you you're a dog ear or no? Well, no, I'm not. Um, but for not the
0: reason people think, because there. So there's a lot of people have a lot of opinions about bookmarks. People dog earing specifically is like this con is like this contentious thing about uh, about the world of bookmarks. But I think if if it's your book. There's no rules. If it makes you fucking happy, go for it. Dog ear, use a bookmark, stick a knife in there, stick a cat in there, stick an e-reader in there, whatever you want to do. It's your book. But I don't think it matters. But I will say, if it's someone else's book, use something that won't harm the spine or the pages. Dog earing Mm. someone else's book is a definite no, just because people have so many strong opinions about dog earing. uh, you You need to make sure you're using something to mark your pages that won't affect somebody's future reading of it. But I don't like dog earing because I don't trust a dog ear. You know, especially for a purse book. Because you think it's going to come out. Yeah, I think it's going to come unfolded, and then you're fucked. And then it and then, accidentally folds a different page, just to trick you. <laughs> yeah, you know that scene in Labyrinth where like she's marking her mm-hmm. how, how to she's marking her way around the labyrinth and lipstick, the lipstick and all the yeah. and yeah. all the little goblins are like in there changing all the tiles that she's putting the lipstick on. That's how I feel about dog earring. Like I feel like someone is either going to come out or another page is going to get folded. Don't trust it. I don't want that. I want a nice, I especially like a wicked long bookmark mm-hmm, that like mm-hmm. is stuck in there. Mm-hmm. So. If it's my purse book, I have full confidence that it is not going to come out and I'm going to know exactly where my page is the next try, time.
1: Try a knife. You know, a knife. Just <laughs> stab the page that, you, that you're done with. Stab you're never your going to forget. <laughs> you're never going to forget. You will
0: slice your finger off trying to, trying to open your book the next time, but you will definitely know which page is yours. <laughs> Sticking a knife in a book, that's like a tattoo that I would get. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's so cool. I just cool. Said, Mallory, this meme where someone's fantasy is to watch a woman – Read a book with tattoos and never have them talk to her. Or you would never speak to them in real life. Yeah, it was like an OnlyFans, but it would just be a live cam of a tattooed woman
0: eating from a charcuterie board (laughs) and reading, reading, but not interacting. Honestly... I'll take that person's
1: yeah, money. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good. I good, would happily. I, I don't gig.
0: know. Jeremy would probably have some feelings about it, but I would happily set up a camera in front of my reading chair and marathon read and have people pay to watch. Sure, why not? As mm-hmm. long as I don't have, to, as long as I don't have to take my. Pants Maybe off. that will
1: be next year's fun drive. You never know. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we're willing. We have a lot. To, we have a lot to do here.
0: It's true. Um. So, but you do
1: dog ear. Yeah, yeah. You're I do- dog ear. Yeah, I dog ear when I'm using when it's my own book, especially. Yeah, I mean, I have no problem destroying a book. It's it's no problem. I'm lazy. If you put knives in it, clearly. <laughs> I'm not actually stabbing the book, but I, I, yeah, whatever's convenient. I'm, it's, listen, it's just, it's just a book. I don't think it's sacred. I'm sorry. So uh, I know a lot of people disagree with this, and they're going to come to our houses with pitchforks, but... Uh, no, they're gonna come
0: to our knives, or, or come to our knives. They're gonna come to our houses with knives stuck into books <laughs> to attack us with. <laughs> I'm used to like instead of a scabbard, it's just a book that hangs on your
1: side, and you pull your sword out of it. Yeah, or you know, in the kitchen, instead of like one of those book blocks or those knife blocks, it's just a book, <laughs> and you have books and knives and various pages, and you just pull them out. It would totally work. I'm gonna Why make is that. This is so funny. I don't me. know. I don't know. I'm gonna take a photo. I'll make, take a photo for this week's Instagram and show everyone. Oh, please. I do. Uh, okay, well,
0: literally so what about, sitting on my
1: dining room table.
0: That's so funny to me. So what about the other end of things? What about, like, book darts or, like, fancy bookmarks?
1: Well, okay, so those who don't know what a book dart is, because this is not something that people often use, it's um, a paper-thin metal strip, and it's usually, like— um, designed in a really, like, cool design. Um, you can use it to mark the page, but a lot of times they're made where they have, like, a point on the end, like, almost like an arrow. You can actually use it to mark, like, a line or a paragraph. Yeah. Um, so you can be like, this is exactly where I stopped. I stopped at the word at this line on this page or whatever. Um, and in theory, with really fancy ones, you can use many, and it's actually not going to make the book thicker. So you can use it a little bit like... Um, like what- annotating like annotating um, or like you want to come back to the spot again. You're trying to decide, do I go to the woods? Do I go to the forest? <laughs> the woods or the <laughs> forest? <laughs> it's the same place. Uh, but, but you can like, you can choose um, and you can always go back to them and you can put as many in a book as you want. Um, I've never used them, but I like the idea and they're very pretty. Like I look at them online and think about them for books, but because I don't have that, read that many physical books, it kind of would be a waste of money for me. I thought we tested these out for the show like a really long time ago. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. No, but let's add some to our Amazon wish list. That's a good idea. Because those are yeah. – they, they're really cute and um, – They are really fancy looking. Oh, yeah. There's some really cute ones on my Amazon. Amazon, but uh, So have you used anything like this? I think I tried – maybe it wasn't for the show, but I definitely have tried using them before and they kept
0: falling out. I don't know why I have so much anxiety about bookmarks falling out of books, but I do. Yeah, and I just didn't... A real,
1: you think you just won't be able to find your spot again? Listen, it is that like, like when I lose my spot in my e-reader because like sometimes something happens where like I'll press the wrong button and will go to the end and I'm like, fuck! Because like I literally don't even have any idea like how <laughs> no far along. No fucking clue where you no are. No fucking clue. Uh, so it is irritating. So I understand that. Well, what's funny though is what's... Uh,
0: there, the fear is completely unfounded because one of my weird superpowers is being able to exactly open up a book to where I was, like to the page. It is like a weird, weird magic power that I have. Yeah, that's so I, 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 truly don't shouldn't ha- shouldn't be worrying about it at all. But I really, really do. So I've, I. The one time I tried out bookmark book darts, I didn't like them. But folks, we're gonna we'll put them on the Amazon wish list. We I'll I will happily test out a different brand. Uh, I also I used to love a fancy bookmark. Like when I was a kid and my if my grampy bought, brought me to Barnes and Noble and I got to pick up. Remember that big uh, rotating uh, display of bookmarks at Barnes and Noble, and there was like it was just like popular like you know tv shows and movies and stuff on bookmarks and they all had those long fancy tassels Ooh, i love a fancy bookmark i i just absolutely was obsessed with them when i was a kid but i had to stop getting them because uh our our cats love to eat them especially lula lula knows if there is a bookmark with a tassel that comes into this home Mm. and she must eat it. She has to rip off the tassel. She has to murder that tassel. Uh, so I can't get them anymore. Uh, I also, one thing I do weirdly like is a metal bookmark. Maybe that will that will uh, be the mix between a regular bookmark and a knife.
1: Um, well, listen, I just added metal bookmarks feather bookmarks and book darts to our Amazon wish list so if anybody is interested in getting any of those things for us they're available for you to buy for us I,
0: there's something very maybe this is where the knife thing comes from but there's something very satisfying about putting a metal bookmark in there yeah. it's just like this fucker is in there and it is not coming out it's
1: a bit like a metal chopstick like i love metal chopsticks at um it, at uh uh, restaurants when like they give me a metal chopstick, I'm like, oh yeah, this is, ne- this makes me, now I'm like a robot eating. <laughs> like now it's the what? future. <laughs> Which is weird because robots don't need to eat. <laughs> maybe if they, they maybe we don't know they need to eat because they only can eat with metal chopsticks. We don't know. <laughs> I will say, I do. there's something, yeah,
0: there's something very satisfying about, because it, it's just like, you're like, oh wow, this thing, nothing can fuck with these chopsticks. Nothing mm-hmm. can fuck with this bookmark. Yeah. I am going to eat the shit out of these noodles. I am going to read the shit out of this book. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I will I will always get a fa- uh, metal bookmark it's, if it's available. So you can send your thoughts and opinions on bookmarks and dog earring to reading glasses Podcast at gmail.com. Before we test out some book tech, we're going to take a quick break. This week, Reading Glasses is sponsored in part by Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with meal plans to fit every kind of lifestyle, including vegan, vegetarian, paleo keto if you are hip and cool in any way and have a have a fancy healthy diet green chef is here to help including me and bria we both don't eat meat we were both vegetarians we were super excited when we got sponsored by green chef who is owned by hello fresh who we worked with before so it's just a great uh different it's a great different meal kit plan to switch to if you aren't eating meat if you are trying to be paleo or keto i don't even fully know what that means anymore
1: <laughs> it's so true and yeah, they're owned by the same people. Green Chef is now owned by Hello Fresh, but there's something for everyone. You can switch between brands. You can do whatever, but you can bo- and you can use both discounts uh, with us if you if you use either one of them. Um, but let here's the thing: these meal plans, Green Chef. Is amazing because you can let them do the meal planning, all the grocery shopping, all the prep work, all the crap that you don't want to do. You want to eat healthy, but it's really hard to end your day and figure out what the hell you're going to eat. And Green Chef takes out the guessing. They figure it out for you. So they have
0: a wide variety of high-quality, clean ingredients that you can feel really good about eating and how it got to your table. And they offer contactless delivery to your doorstep for easy home cooking. So not only do you not have to go to the grocery store, you do not have to – uh prep things or, or plan things out. But I mean, you don't even have to talk to anybody. You don't have to put your mask on. You just open your door and, and, and get your box. It's, it's so easy. We have been doing meal kits since even before the pandemic started, but this this entire year. They have been so, uh so crucial for me and Jeremy one, because I, I am very bad at food and very, very bad at meal planning. Cause if it was just me, I would just have bourbon all the time, but I know that I need to eat real food and green chef is perfect. We, uh, some of the some of the plans and some of the I was looking through all of the vegetarian and the vegan uh, meals. They look amazing. This like Spanish stuffed peppers and Mexican pinto bean meatballs and Greek veggie flatbreads. They just look amazing. It looks like you're looking at like a, a the menu for a delicious restaurant and you just get to pick what what you want for that week.
1: It's such a great variety of, of healthy meals that you can feel good about eating. So go to greenchef.com/glasses80 and use glasses80 to get eighty dollars off across four boxes, including free shipping on your first box. That's amazing. Eighty dollars? That's that's a that's a full week of groceries. That's amazing. That's a, that's, that's a ton bonkers. of food. Yeah. That's greenchef.com/glasses80 because it's eighty bucks and code glasses80 <laughs> for eighty dollars off across four boxes. So you, when you do that, you get to get
0: uh, meal kits delivered to your house so you don't have to plan out anything. You don't have to go grocery shopping. You don't have to put on any pants. And you get delicious, healthy meals. I'll, like, that's absolutely amazing to me with $80 off. So that's greenchef.com slash glasses80. Glasses80. 80. Glasses80.
1: Glasses 80. <laughs> We are the host of My Brother, My Brother, and Me, and now, nearly 10 years into our podcast, the secret can be revealed. All the clues are in place, and the world's greatest treasure hunt can now begin.
0: Embedded in each episode of My Brother, My Brother, and Me is a micro-clue that will lead you to
1: 14 precious gemstones all around this big, beautiful, blue world of ours. So start coming through the episodes. Uh, Let's say starting at episode 101 on.
0: Yeah, the early episodes are pretty problematic, so there's no clues in those episodes no no not at all the better ones the good ones clues ahoy
1: listen to every episode repeatedly in sequence laugh if you must but mainly get all the great clues my brother my brother me it's an advice show kind of but a treasure hunt mainly anywhere you find podcasts or treasure maps my brother my brother me the hunt is on
0: So this week, uh, we are testing out the book seat, which I'm very excited about. Uh, so, uh, listener named Hallie sent this to us. Hallie, thank you so much. Uh, I'm spoiler alert but I'm obsessed with this pillow so it's it's a called a book seat and it is a reading pillow where you like one of those no, it's not a pillow for your head it's pillow for your book and so it's upright it's sort of like a triangular uh concave pillow that's meant to be used as a stand for your book and it even has sort of like a little uh long thin piece of plastic that's attached by a stretchy rope that you can use to keep your book open like the plastic will lie flat against the the, the pages and keep it open for you uh so Bria what did you think of the book seat?
1: Yeah, it's- like a pyramid but like if you cut out part of the pyramid and then you made room for a book there and if the pyramid was a cake in a
0: cartoon where you cut a slice out and take the rest of the cake with you
1: yeah exactly and it's about a foot high maybe yeah, it's it's not huge. Um, I will say first of all, foster kittens give this five out of five paws because this, <laughs> the foster kittens loved this. They wanted to climb all over it. They they love this little stretchy rope. Um, I thought this was really cute. I like it. I I don't really need it for an ebook um, because the ebooks are so small. It's a, the plastic little part is a little bit overkill because you're like it almost is like doesn't hold the book well enough because the book weighs you know what I mean? Like the yeah, way yeah. the weight is distributed. So I don't know if you need it for an e-reader, but for another book, this is really great. It fits right in your lap. And honestly, at one point I was reading on it and I kind of like sunk way back and it stays up, which is really, it really nice. does. Like you can almost be laying down flat and using it, which is kind of impressive. Um, but for physical books, I, I don't know. I think you should review this cause I think it's designed for physical books more. Um, I don't know if an e-reader necessarily would need something like this, but, but it is really cool and it's, it's well designed. Um, what do you think, Mallory? I think you have strong opinions. I have very strong opinions. This is my favorite book pillow we've ever tested out. I wow. what, what a statement. I fell in
0: love with this book pillow. Like the romantic interlude started playing when I used this book pillow. Uh, five out of five pages for me. Um, so the, the thing that made me fall in love with this pillow is that I love, I'm a side sleeper and I'm a side reader. I love laying on my side. Like kind of like sort of like, a quarter of the way propped up. Um, But it definitely makes it tough to keep a book open in that position. Uh, And so what I usually just do is have like a regular throw pillow or like a bunched up blanket to prop up the book next to me. But this pillow is absolutely perfect. Uh, I will say I didn't use the plastic to keep the book open uh, because you'd have to like readjust it every time you wanted to turn a page. This would be good if you were using it for like reading out loud to someone or like a cookbook maybe where you just needed to keep one page open. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't really think of any other scenarios where you would only need one page open, but there you go. Um, but so I just like loosened it and let it like hang down the bottom. Um, but the design of it is absolutely just perfect for propping up a book. I used it a bunch. Um, for Like you said, even people who sit up straight and want something in their lap to prop open a book, this is perfect. It mm-hmm. just like it re- i was real it's deep enough that it really keeps no, cuz a lot of the book pillows that we've tried out or no a lot of the book pillows that i've seen um they just won't keep the book open especially if it's like a it's if it's like a brand new book it like will start closing on you mm-hmm. this the, the shape of it is absolutely perfect for lying for ke- keeping the book without you know without the pages sort of like going back and forth
1: i just realized that the name of it is the book seat in that it's a seat for the book. It's not for you sitting. It's a book yeah. seat. It's, a, it's literally a chair. It's a book chair. If a, chair a book, for the book came
0: to visit you, you would be like, oh, hello, please take a seat. Take a seat <laughs> and you'd give them this. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I totally agree. And it looks like a little chair. It looks like a little beanbag for a book
0: yeah oh my god it really does it looks like a beanbag chair for a book but it is it's just so great i don't i I can't attest for people like reading in other positions and stuff for but if you're like me and your like ideal reading position is like lying on your side on the couch this is perfect absolutely primo i love this thing so much i am always open up to open to testing other book pillows and i think we have a few on our amazon wishlist but so far this is the tippity top takes the cake wow five out of five pages Five out of five pages. Wow. Uh, So you can always send your ideas for book tech to us, for for book tech for us to test out to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Now let's solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Lindsay writes in, In one episode, Bria discussed a book that she and another listener really liked. I didn't write down the title or the episode that you discussed it and I can't find the title based on what I remember. The the description I remember, a husband and wife enter into a tower where you can reach the top, there's a prize. The couple gets separated and the story takes a turn when the husband starts searching for the wife. If it helps, I think there's a sequel where where apparently it takes more of a pirate theme. Anyway, the book sounded like something I would really like and I was hoping either of you would remember it. If not, then it's okay too. I'm happy just letting you know how much I enjoy the podcast. Do you guys have any suggestions for how to find a book based solely on descriptions like this? And the kicker, P.S. Also, my favorite book snack is peanut butter chocolate chip tortilla wraps.
1: Okay, I have so many thoughts here. Um, First of all, what do you mean by this snack? (laughs) Peanut butter, (laughs) chocolate chip on tortillas? I think it's like a burrito made out of peanut butter and chocolate chips. What do you think they're... Flour or corn tortillas? I would think flour. I would think flour also. Corn, I think it would be a little strange, but please follow up. Um, that's an interesting snack. Um, the book is, just to give you the name of the book, is Sendlin Ascends by Josiah Bancroft, part of the Books of Babel series. There's three that are out now, I believe. Um, um, hot book tip, the sh- books are always in our show notes on Simplecast and the Max Fun page, but uh they didn't know what um what the, the person, title was right yeah lindsay didn't know what the title or the what episode it was so that that's totally fine um so what i did is i was like can i google the description that lindsay wrote to see if i could find the book but i couldn't because there is no prize at the top of the tower and so that led i think that was going to lead you astray if you just tried to google it it was just like the tower is the tower of babel and you can get and there are better like levels when you get to the top but it's not necessarily a prize so i think that was going to be confusing and so i couldn't find it based on her description so i was like oh this is an actual good question so we have talked about this in the past but there's a couple of different places you can always check uh one you can ask us i think that this is great email the people who were talking about it we can always <laughs> we are happy to out. answer your email yes uh to um librarything.com there's a section called name that book which we will link to and you can put in a description a weird description like the one above and people will disc- will respond and say like oh i think it's probably this i'm not sure about the prize situation but here's the the, the, the tower of babel <laughs> <laughs> of tower, 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 tower of babel books um Also, Goodreads has a what's the name of that book section um, where people do the same thing. Um, It's aggregated by the community. Um, Reddit has a section for this, too. So there's a couple of different places, but those seem like the places where people are most active. Goodreads seems like people are able to solve them, and Reddit solves them, too, and it'll say, like, solved or whatever. Um, I don't spend too much time on these, but, man, maybe when I retire, this could be a cool place because I can figure out what people's book needs are. This is kind of would be kind of exciting. Honestly,
0: I would happily join you because I love Do It. You know me. I love when people are like oh it's this book involving this thing I love figuring out what a book is
1: (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. what do you what do you suggest for Lindsay on this I also really like
0: Goodreads for this um and I do uh if you're looking for like because we do have a lot of folks who who send in recommendation requests or look at they're like I want to find books about this specific thing so you're like oh I want to find books about Towers. Mm-hmm. Um, Goodreads is great. They have a lot of reader curated lists around specific subjects. Uh, so if you're like looking for, oh, I want to find a specific item in my wheelhouse. Uh, they have they have a lot of Goodreads like, oh, books about lighthouses, books about birds. But-
1: yeah, and I do think you could type in like books about towers and probably find this. I just went through like, I literally, because this is the way I find books a lot that I can't remember. I will type in a really specific description like that and someone will have used that somewhere and it will come up. Yep. But... Yes. I think if you just did books about towers, I think you would be able to find uh, a Sons, I think. Oh, for sure, and that—that's my other thing is I love you know I'm a big fan of just the old Google. Yeah. Uh,
0: you know, if you're looking for something like a specific book or something in your wheelhouse, because you're looking for more types of one kind of book, you know, just Google like something I regularly search because I'm a man- maniac, as you know, Bria. I love haunted house books, so I'll just like Google haunted house books. Um, or uh, something that helps is is. Uh, if you're looking for fiction, putting novels in there. Um, I've said this on the book on the on the show before, but definitely if you're looking for a novel, say novel, and that'll help weed out some of the unwanted results. Totally. Um, but there's tons of lists on reading website, uh, Electric Lit, Lit Hub. Um, a lot of libraries will have posts or blogs on their website that feature lists of books around a specific subject, which is really great, or a specific type of author or a specific type of setting, because librarians are you know the the greatest people on earth. Uh, so if you're looking for stuff like this definitely do do an old google search get on the goog
1: yeah i'm trying to i'm I'm looking for books about towers to see if you can find it i think it is going to come up here but you're going to have to do a deep dive so i think in this this situation you kind of did the best thing which is to actually email the people who are talking about it because we're going to remember because <laughs> we'll, we will remember this this saga with with the uh sinlin books
0: yeah, and I will say, normally, when when you Google things, the funny thing is that Google itself will bring up, like, a list of books. Most of the time, it's not
1: a good list. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. That got- book, the list at the top, it's usually not relevant at all. But uh, Yeah, the, it's just not I – don't, I don't know what
0: sort of weird algorithm, but the lists, the actual, like – uh, the links underneath it are are usually great. Um, you know what, Priya? I will say, I just googled novels about towers. The first list that comes up, the very first thing is the Tower of Babel books.
1: Really? Oh, you're right. It does. Oh, cool. Yeah, like a Barnes and Noble page. You're right. That's great. Yep.
0: No, the using the word novel is really magical. It will it it helps you out a lot. Yeah. We cracked Google. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to solve your reader problem, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at com. As always, we want to thank Danielle and Kathy and Jessica, who run our Facebook group, and Chrissy and Rachel, who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember, if you want to buy Reading Glasses tote bags and shirts and stickers and bookmarks in the Maximum Fun Store, there's a link in the show notes. And if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's really great for us. It helps us reach more readers. We're still trying to figure out what to do for a 1,000 because we're still also f- fulfilling all of our Maximum Fun Drive rewards, uh, which is a lot w- this year because – you folks are amazing and, and unlocked a ton of rewards. So uh, if you have an idea for something that we can do now that we've hit a 1,000 reviews, email it over. We, are, we, are, we want to do something exciting. And you can send that to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at Reading Podcast, On Instagram at Reading Glasses Podcast. And you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag Reading Glasses Podcast. Thanks for listening. And thanks, thanks for reading. reading.